0: of good days, cats and kittens, and welcome back to Discontent Provider. It's the podcast that stands, a baleful, reproachful spectre, at the graveside of human decency, as politicians, plutocrats and sundry other vermin rain clods of dirt upon the coffin with barely suppressed glee. Having said that, and in order to dispel any impression of self-righteousness or holier than thou I should add that we probably return after the funeral in order to swipe the silver handles and nameplate. Uh, not that we're driven by a crude lust for material gain or precious metals for their own sake, you understand, uh, rather that both Arkham and myself have a crippling fear of werewolves. Of course... Funereal imagery might not be the most obvious choice as we boil and bake neath Mr. Sun's all-too-pressing attentions at the moment, which I'm bound to say I view as a personal insult following my rhapsodic delineation of autumn's charms last week, but frankly, podcast pals, uh, even here in the UV-bedecked brilliance of our happy place, we are, as you may have gathered by now, inclined to a certain measure of morbidity and a tendency to shop at the gloomier end of the metaphor counter. And yes, I'm fully aware that the metaphor counter is itself a metaphorical construct, so I will be making a concerted effort to keep it literal for a while. Uh, Lest both dog and man wind up buried under an avalanche of conceits, fancies and oh my gosh and giddy gumdrops I've done it again, have I not? Deary deary me, there are times when I wish this nonsense was a little more scrapted. Uh, Sorry, uh, that says scripted of course. Anyway, regardless of the unseasonable warmth, which could, and often does, happen to any planet, and can in no way be ascribed to any single species in particular, unless one listens to a tiny majority of scientists who aren't good enough to receive funding from multinational fossil fuel companies, Uh, Autumn's coyness in getting down to the serious business of melancholic death and decorative deliquescence Uh, doesn't mean that we can't enjoy the long, drawn-out spectacle of a once-vibrant tree withering as it sheds its leaves and prepares for the glum, sunless days of winter. Alright, that was absolutely the last one, although I can't altogether rule out a couple of minor similes, or maybe similettes if you prefer, creeping in later down the track. What can I say, however? I I can only offer the defence that if a prominent politician bears an uncanny resemblance to an amoral, dishonest and cataclysmically clueless owl off of Winnie the Pooh, the matter is pretty much out of my hands. It would be tactless not to mention it. The fading and dying to which I referred is, few will be astounded to learn, that of our current government. The term zombie government has been uh, bandied about like nobody's business by critics and pundits of late, And before you yank out your earbuds in a fit of rage and call me a fucking liar, that doesn't count because I'm quoting it, not using it myself, incidentally. Uh, But I feel it it hardly still applies following recent developments. Zombies, at least those zombies in many of the modern overhyped franchises, tend to dash about madly in a rabid frenzy of brain hunger. But at this point, the Tories seem barely capable of managing the, let's face it, far more realistic, pre-reboot Romero-esque shuffle of their counterparts from the 60s to the 80s. Whichever is your preferred type of animated corpse, uh, their most notable trait is that of actually being animated, hence terms like The Walking Dead. Sunak's ever-loyal-until-it-suits-them-not-to-be-loyal cabal of political cadavers could perhaps best be described as the propped-up-against-podia muttering soundbites dead. Uh, even without the chaos surrounding the rack-to-school fiasco adding to their woes, uh, their days would appear, even to their staunchest red-top allies, to be numbered. It, uh, It rather says something about a political outfit that exacerbating a long-standing problem with nigh on two hundred schools around the UK uh, by cutting school building project budget and telling the uh, you know failing to broach the subject to the public until just before the beginning of the academic year isn't the deadly Mortal Kombat style finishing move uh, that would finish them off. That but merely an afterthought. A straw that turned up too late to snap an overburdened camel spine, uh, camel spine, but decided to pile on the poor creature anyway, as it were. All right, you can call me a fucking liar now if you want. It's painfully obvious that I'm far too gone in allegories, analogues, and what have you to be helped out at this point. So let's just all try to reconcile ourselves to that as best we can. Hey, eh, what? No. The failure of the government to do anything about the hazards of children being sent into buildings that are, to all intents and purposes, largely constructed of aerobars that have been left out in the sun, uh, while quite the hammer blow, won't be what does for the Tories. Rather, it will be a combination of their own toxic culture of infighting, functionalism, and a predilection for backstabbing that would give those senators that uh, perforated Julius Caesar pause for thought. While these are tribulations that assail all political groups and organisations, I'm sure many a village crochet circle has folded over disputes over the correct gauge, or or is it calibre, of yarn to uh, use when making a doily for a cake stand, it tends, in the main, to stem from different interpretations or conceptions of certain key points of ideology or philosophy. So, at least the various enclaves and cliques are, however vaguely and ineffectually, they are pulling together to some extent, as I see it, the current Tory party has no core values save a general me firstism, which for obvious reasons doesn't lend itself to any meaningful or long-standing cooperation or cohesion. Put simply, if your whole scene is hey, being a self-serving rich fuck stump is unquestionably the cat's pajamas. You can't be altogether overwhelmed with a sense of the unexpected when all those self-serving rich funk stumps begin to go into business for themselves. With some beavering away to enrich their pals, some wooing the megacorp of their choice with an eye to a uh, post-parliamentary dictatorship, and others looking to become the next big thing in GB News' roster of impartial common-sense talking heads. This isn't, of course, to say that His Majesty's loyal opposition is a tightly-knit unit of committed ideologues working tirelessly to bring about the long-delayed proletarian millennium. Far from it, in fact. But they do currently have at least some claim on the moral high ground by virtue of the fact that they have not been exposed as nakedly self-enriching, meretricious, pocket-stuffing, pony-capitalistic shitfuckers with less moral sense than a cat who's just happened upon a nest of baby mice. Well, it's entirely possible, now I come to think of it, that that's only because they haven't had the chance to uh, pull the sort of raw work Sunak and co. have been revelling in for the past 13 years. But even so, a possible, even a probable shitfucker has got to be a better bet than a known and proven shitfucker. N'est-ce pas? There seems to be little uh, doubt that the Blues know this, too. Witness the jockeying for position and the urgent drive for headlines made by a lot of ministers of late. They're all aware that four years of playing Russian roulette, with each new PM being the potential bullet that will blow the government's head clean off its filthy, rancid shoulders, is neither working nor alluring to the electorate. Yet they're all crossing their fingers that they will be the next to occupy number 10. And with Chris Pincher resigning his seat... Uh, thus opening the uh, door for yet another by-election, the air around Westminster, never a salubrious lungful one imagines, must be so thick with plots and not-so-gentle hits of who'll-get-what-if-they-scratch-who's-whatever that the denizens of the place must have to use a knife and fork to breathe it. For what it's worth, a recent poll of the Tory faithful carried out by uh, Conservative Home has shown that Kemi Badenoch, who looks like, uh, yeah, yeah, but I've already covered that, uh, is currently the most uh, popular minister, with Penny Mordaunt in second place. Johnny Mercer and James Cleverly are also doing frightfully well, but uh, the power duo of Sunak and Hunt uh, are at an all-time low and, in fact, have received negative approval ratings from the grassroots. Speculation is rife that another loss in Pinch's seat as opposed to a, a grope up somebody else's seat and their balls, might well bring the next general election uh, forward to May of next year. So although the end might well be in sight, there's still a potential nine months of Tory go-rounding to endure before then. One might be forgiven uh, thinking that uh, Mr Sunak already knows this. Uh, one only has to look at his lacklustre performance at PMQs this week to see what amounts to the textbook definition of a beaten man or at least one who's heard about that quiet quitting thing that people talk about and fancies having a stab at it himself. When tackled about the crumbling schools, the best he could do was recycle Boris Johnson's Captain Hindsight jibe, which was hardly gangbusters when fresh out of the oven, and accuse him of political opportunismism, which is pretty much the parliamentary equivalent of a cricketer whining, ''How could you bowl me out for a duck like that? Don't you know my mother died yesterday?'' There's simply no fight left in the lad, to my mind. What happened to the spin? The razzmatazz? Where's the old but effective trick of turning a weakness into a strength? Recommended by... uh, Well, I don't know which master strategist first sang the Wheezy's praises, to be perfectly honest, but it was certainly some fearful nib. Sun Tzu, Alexander the Great, or Burgess Meredith as the Penguin. I dare say. Uh, After all, there are those who have the guts and gumption to turn the crisis to their advantage. At St. Crony Cunt's Premium Academies, we know that your child's development and being out of the house are your biggest concerns. That's why, unlike our competitors, we're aiming to make the best of things. While your neighbour's kids are cowering at home, learning remotely, students at all our prestigious sites will be in the classroom, gaining both top-flight education and invaluable life experience. IN MATHEMATICS! So, Jordan, if our construction subsidiary use 38,000 units of rack but invoice for 38,000 units of high-grade C40 concrete, what will their total profit be? IN PHYSICS! Right, now, as you can see, the beam has fallen across Samantha's legs. Uh, So, what's the most energy-efficient way of uh, removing it before the ambulance arrives? Uh, Using a pulley system. A lever and fulcrum system, using a crowbar. In biology, as pressure mounts on Rakeshi's chest, you'll note that he's beginning to cough up blood due to rupturing of the lungs' air sacs, or... someone, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. line! So why not give your kids the edge by enrolling them in one of our academies today? Tough lessons for a tough world. And that's our concrete guarantee. St. Crony PLC is not responsible for deaths and disfigurement. Some courses' availability is subject to buildings collapsing or not collapsing. Parents must provide full approved school uniforms and hard hats in school colours at all times. Offset regulations forbid us from advertising cold values based on Christian nationalism. But well, you know. Atoll protected. Sorry, that's not really relevant, but I do an awful lot of these, so chalk it up to force of habit. Yet, not a bit of that from young Rishi. He just went on to both take credit for things over which the government has no influence, energy prices coming down, caused by the international wholesale market, the barely perceptible drop in inflation, caused largely by the lowering of energy prices, Uh, and then made some dubious claims about small boat crossings, which still seems to excite some, and then had a rather anemic gloat about Birmingham's Labour-run city council going bankrupt while maintaining a tactful silence on Tory councils like Northamptonshire, Woking and Thurrock, having slipped into similar levels of fiscal tituppery. By the book stuff, of course, but a far cry from uh, anything, you must excuse me, concrete, for anyone but the most dutiful party drones. Though one really shouldn't count one's chickens before they've declared their unswerving support for the Prime Minister, I think it's time to begin to wonder what Rishi Sunak's legacy will be. And to that end, I'd like, with your kind indulgence, to provide a fitting epitaph uh, based on a recent vignette of Tory Britain I witnessed firsthand. Uh, As some of you may know, uh, Arkham and I are not simply freewheeling, feral wanderers roaming the countryside and pondering things. We do, in fact, belong to a family. Astonishing as it may seem, there are actually people in this weary, wicked world that would, were we to disappear for a week or two, uh, express at least a mild level of concern. Well, in the course of doing a spot of uh, shopping for the family the other week, I saw, I, I was alone, um, Arkham can't come with me into the shops, uh, even with the you know, low standard of, uh, of requirements needed to join a private security firm, very few security guards would believe that a lurcher in a for high-vis harness could be a guide dog, uh, so no, I, I was on my own as I say, so Arkham didn't see this, but I told him all about it, as I'm telling you now. Uh, I saw three different kids on separate occasions in different shops, snivelling to their mothers for sweeties, as is often the way with kids. These appeals were met with a careworn refusal familiar to anyone who remembers being a child. One mother said she needed the money for their bus fare home, another pointed out that they'd had some sweets last week, and the third simply said she didn't have any more money left. Now, according to tradition, uns are supposed, one might almost say expected, to offer at least some resistance to this sort of uh, reply, either a few... Plangent, drawn out, oh, mums! A graceless, head down, it's not fair, or a full on screaming strop. None of these nippers did any of those things. Instead, they sadly shrugged and said, okay. And not in the goody two shoes way calculated to provoke a change of heart, but in a way that betokened utter resignation uh, in the face of a truth they'd heard many, many times. That, Captain kittens, will be my uh, vision of Tory Britain in 2023. A country so used to poverty and joylessness that its children have given up acting like spoiled, entitled little assholes. Be careful what you wish for, eh, what? And what is there to wish for, I ask? Why, a song at the end, of course. We've got that. Uh, To say nothing of another episode of Discontent Provider next week. Cold comfort indeed but it keeps us off the streets. Those profoundly depressing, despair-paved streets. Until then, let me remind you that the views expressed herein are merely the opinions of a mediocre rhythm guitarist and should be used for entertainment purposes only. Also, might Ackham and myself impose upon you to like and share links to this Farrago to an almost indecent extent? There are a lot of ears we haven't yet profaned, a thought that keeps us... At night, almost as much as this infernal heat. So, uh, while you get on with that, uh, the world's greatest lurcher and I will embark upon another week of trying to unearth something. Anything beyond schadenfreude and malice to entertain you with. Until we return with our findings then, cheery bloody-o. every city, in every town, on almost every street. The same scene plays out throughout the day, a child who wants some sweets. For the fortunate ones their pleasure comes, haribo or a Snickers bar. But for others that little taste of happiness is as remote as a twinkling star. The parent shakes their head and frowns, heavy sadness in their eyes. The young one sees it and understands, they hang their head too sad to cry. The kids learn it from their parents, they've all given up on hope. No choice left but to doggedly slave, to scrimp, to save, to cope. Worn down by anxiety and zero hours, they wait in freezing homes For the offer of a half a day's drudgery to trickle through their phones There was a time when people used to stick together, an army of sisters and brothers But the powers that be issued a decree, trust us and hate each other (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Of the bold architects Of these cold and cruel hard times They laugh at us fools Ignore crumbling schools As they pursue their grand designs They've got seats in Parliament They've got seats on the board And each and every day They squirrel away More gold to their offshore hoard Let's keep it going while we can. They laugh while people die. They know that when their time is up, they won't be left too sad to cry.